Hello, listener. Welcome back to Serendipity City. This week, we're catching up with Vex and Charlie, finding out what they've been doing while Iro, Fox, and Fancy have been gallivanting around town. The recording starts with a recap, so I won't do a recap here. But before we jump in, I have a quick note. The Indiegogo to fund the second season of my audio drama, Unplaced, is still going on. We have about two and a half weeks left to go, and we're over a third funded. We would super appreciate any support you can give. If you want to support an indie audio drama that deals with queerness, invisibility, and mental illness, head to the link in the description and find out what you can give for backing. There are some really cool rewards, including t-shirts, signed script books, all kinds of stuff in between the normal rewards and our stretch goals. All right, without further ado, let's start the episode. So here's where we're at. What happened last time is that Gail came to the bar. He's a druid, um, a druid dude. He's looking for <laughs> a druid. Let me have my joys, my small joys. <laughs> I, I laughed. Was he genuinely? Was he nude? Was he a nude druid dude with an no. attitude? He was wearing brown, which could be a shade of nude. A druid dude in nude with an attitude. <laughs> well, just make sure we get clued into the story. <laughs> so <laughs> um there's Dummy pollution food. going on at the sacred grove the you all split up the other team went straight to the sacred grove to sort of investigate you went to vex's place to do sanctum sanctorum and what happened when you performed this ritual to sort of get magical insight into what's going on an old book manifested on the ground in front of you and flipped to a page there were several of uh several of the pages in this section missing but out of what remained, it was talking, it was sort of a how-to manual on performing curses on particularly powerful people, places, or things by taking an element of it, which might be fingernail clippings or dirt or hair, uh, that, sort, that sort of thing, and then taking it somewhere else and binding it with a magical object uh, to drain the life force out of like the source that the element came from. And we cut off right as y'all were leaving Vex's apartment and Charles was telling you that he liked what you did with the place. Wait, so there's a a magical object that'll drain the life force. Do they have to touch it? Is it a thing? So, okay, so the implication based on the question that Vex asked and the way the information was presented was that somebody is draining life force from the sacred grove. Oh, okay. And that that's what's causing the problems. Okay. You don't know who, you have a vague idea how, um, but that's what you know right now. And you know that the other crew is already at the Sacred Grove doing their own investigation. So it sounds like somebody is a real bad man, or (laughs) being, or a bad egg, whatever. Um, And we gotta figure out who it is. This has to be somebody that has magic. So it's definitely somebody that is probably going to be in the magical realm. Um, and it's really got to be somebody who's powerful and able to cast. Like, there are some magical beings that maybe aren't, they don't cast magic. They just are magic. Right. Yeah. Um, so it sounds kind of like it would be kind of like a witch or a wizard of some sort. So I can, like, read them off to you because as a magic practitioner in... I should know this. Sarah, yeah, you would, you, you would know this. You didn't do roll or anything. This is a lot. Out of the magic users in Serendipity City, the people who are not inherently magical creatures, depending on if you count the dwarves in that, you know that there are magic users among the dwarves, but you don't know that much about them because they kind of keep to themselves. As far as the humans go, there are healers and druids who are sort of like hippy-dippy types that live in the Sacred Grove. They tend to work with um, elemental magics, natural forces, that kind of thing. 
Um, there are the folk magic practitioners who also are extremely insular and keep to themselves. Uh, there are like sorcerers who are like really hoity toity types. I can't imagine Vex gets on well with them. Um, and there are alchemists. The folk magic practitioners are kind of like um, kitchen witchy people. So lots of like lower magic. The sorcerers uh, probably have like their own halls and are exclusive, but in a different way. They're not like insular, they're like snobby. And the alchemists don't talk about their practices a lot, but they do take people from like wherever. They're not as snobby as the sorcerers. Okay. Well, I mean, a core, like if we're talking about this curse, it really seems like this is going to be somebody who is able to practice magic. And, you know, this isn't the Fae. This isn't, you know, anything like that. I'm thinking that it, I don't know why one of the druids would do this to their own grove. So I'm not thinking it's them. Um, it could be the sorcerer, some sorcerers, or maybe some alchemists, um, maybe some folk magic pr- practitioners. But I really don't see them having the skills to be able to do this. It seems like it's a little bit above them. So I don't know. We need to figure out where to look. I mean, could there be a could there be a bad druid? There, you know, like maybe he's maybe he's disgruntled, disgruntled. There could be a bad druid, a bad bad druid. Hmm. I don't know. I think that we need to figure out some more information. All right. Um, so how do you want to do that? You can, let's see, what can we do? You can come up with a source to go to. We can, I think that would be I can talk to, see if I can get anything out of Bugsy. Yeah, you can do that too. I need some dice. Let's go back to the bar for a minute. Let's ruminate over this. I need a drink anyways. Yeah, let's, let's go back to the, let's go back to the bar and have a drink. All right. Hop on, buddy. We're going in your motorcycle? Of course we're going in my motorcycle. Is there any other way to go? Well, let's go. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) How do you keep Charles occupied at the bar while you sneak off Detective Bugsy? Do you just, like, buy him a drink and tell him to wait there? That's roleplay, that. Okay. Well, don't let me stop you. Go on ahead. We're going into the bar, and I'm like, all right, Charlie, what you having to drink? Uh, Whiskey. All right, let me go talk to Dolores. Walk, 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 walk. Hi, Dolores. Hey, sweets. What can I get for you? How you doing tonight? Good. Good as any other night. Uh, can I get a whiskey for Charlie over there, and I'll take a shot of tequila? All right. Are either of you guys going to need a uh, flask top off? Uh, yeah. How about? <laughs> How about that? How about that? <laughs> I thought you might. I'll be right back. So she's going to walk off and grab all that and bring it back to you exactly the way you like it. Thanks, sweet cheeks. You're welcome. Anytime, doll. And walk over to Charlie. I'm like, hey, Charlie, let's, uh, here's your whiskey. Do this shot with me. I gotta go, I gotta go to the bathroom. All right, great. I'll, I'll be here hiding from some feelings. All right. (laughs) Um, what are we cheers into? No, I don't. Not feelings. Not any, just, just do this. Just (laughs) let's, let's do a cheers to not having feelings. Yeah. Let's do a cheers to not having feelings. All right. Fuck it all. Fuck the world. All right, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. <laughs> uh, so right. Vex walks uh, towards the bathroom, but instead of going to the bathroom, she goes out to the uh, to the alleyway, and she's like, "Hey, Vex. Hey, Bugsy. How's it going? Ah, uh, not too bad. Not too bad. How about you? See, I'm I'm doing all right, but I got a real head scratcher over here. All right, what can what can I help you with? Well, so we've got. I tell them the whole story, and they're like, so. Have you heard anything about anybody doing any curses around? Heard anything about any of these magic users that it might be? I don't know. I'm kind of stuck. 
All right. Um, so what you're going to do here is 2d6 plus mind. Okay. Let me see what my mind is. Where is my mind? It's okay, a one. Eleven. Oh, damn. Yo. <laughs> uh, I think that's my first good roll. Shit. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Damn. Okay. Um, so he tell me everything. Yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to think. I didn't expect. I point blank. (laughs) I'm gonna point blank answer your question, and then you get a follow up question off of a list, um, which I will give you. But I imagine there's like one that's probably going to happen. So he stops and he thinks he's probably like chewing gum, and maybe he like pops it while he's looking at the sky, and then he's like, "Yeah, well, you know how the magic users are. No offense, they're kind of always, uh, kind of always up on each other." But uh, I've yeah, definitely, fuck them. <laughs> I've definitely that's why I like you, Vex, because you're not like that. I've definitely heard some shit about the. Uh, this hey, watch your mouth. You're like eleven. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm it's, def- all, it's all right, Bugsy, and I give him a little nuggy. <laughs> you scamp. <laughs> I've definitely heard some some hush hush talk about. Uh, about the sorcerers and the alchemists fighting over some stuff lately. Um, there's always, you know, there's the necromancers, whoever knows what they're up to, and curses definitely sound up their alley. But for my money, I would put this on either the the sorcerers or the alchemists. <sighs> oh, and your follow-up question. Fuck. That's what I figured. All right, well, well, where do I find the alchemists? I kind of liked the idea of Vex having to go through some, like, really stupid initiation, like a bunch of tests and just hating it the whole way for the sorcerers. But <laughs> Alchemist is Oh, man, do. that would be so good. <laughs> just me failing rolls left and right. Uh, you got to put on a, like, fucking sorting hat. So, uh, Bugsy, where, where can I find the Alchemist? Where can I go beat him up? Yeah, yeah, the alchemists, they're, uh, they're kind of, they're right across from the, uh, the industrial neighborhoods, um, right on the other side of the bridge from all the, all those, those warehouses and the, uh, the, what do you call them, the factories. You mean where that big metal guy was? No, on the other side. Oh. So, the alchemist headquarters are across the river from the industrial neighborhoods, so they are further east than the um, the warehouses, the docks in the warehouses that the crew had previously been to, and they're located like in the slums near the bridge. Uh, the reason for that being that Bugsy gives is that the alchemists like to pop on over to the factories and sort of sift through their trash to find things to possibly incorporate into their workings. Alright, Bugsy, thank you. You really are a big help here. And I flick a coin up in the air. Uh, and he catches it midair and he says, yeah, anytime, Bex. Let me know. Let me know when next time I can help. Oh, you know I will. And then I just turn around and walk inside. He goes off. Fades into the night. Okay, so uh, Vex walks back in, and she walks straight up to Charlie, and she's like, Whew, I don't know what is going on with me, but I cannot stop shitting. Jesus, typical. (laughs) You know, you could be here for me. You could be a buddy. You could be a pal. You could be a friend. Okay, let me try. How are you doing with your fiber intake? (laughs) What's fiber? I don't know. It's a thing that's peanuts. Oh, well, Dolores. Hey, Dolores, can we get some peanuts over here? Yeah, peanuts. Yeah, sure thing. So I was in the bathroom and I was thinking, because there's not much else you could do while you're doing a do-do. But uh, I was thinking, you know, this doesn't 
doesn't sound like I really don't think it's the Druids. I don't, uh, but you know, it might be. Who knows? But I really think that maybe we should try to check out the Alchemists. The Alchemists. No, that makes sense. In the few seconds that transpired between the moment you said Alchemist and then I'm starting this sentence, I'm starting to understand that there's some sort of metal kind of thing happening here. There's like heavy metal, like heavy metal. You know, yeah, it's your one-way ticket to midnight. Yeah, that's it. That it's one. two minutes to midnight. Okay, so yeah, it's industrial plants, metal, alchemists, dwarves underground mining things. I'm starting to feel a connection. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So you guys could go to the marketplace and check that out. Uh, you could uh, and like buy some alchemist gear. Um, we can get an alchemist map of the stars. Does Charlie know the difference between alchemy and astronomy? Probably not. <laughs> well, uh, we can either look up, we can either start looking into the sorcerers or the alchemists. I don't know where the sorcerers are, and they kind of got a bunch of sticks up their butts, like a bunch of sticks up their butts, and I really don't want to deal with that right now. So I think we need to pursue the alchemists and see if we can figure out if any of them got a grudge or something. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I stay away from those circles for a reason. I'm kind of a lone wolf over here. Ow! Um, so werewolves alone. <laughs> so I, uh, I don't really, I don't really have any contacts, but I know that if we head over to the marketplace, the Grammary marketplace, we can. I, I, I mean, I know enough that I can kind of talk up some people, see what I can find. Um, since I'm a magic user, I think what I could do is uh, just tell them, you know, like start buying some alchemy gear and be like, yeah. I'm, you know, really interested in this. I'm a magic user already and see if I can't figure out a way into their, their hold. Fantastic. I mean, do I, can I go with you or I mean, do they check like magic user IDs at the door? Oh no, you're my familiar. <laughs> like a cat? Like a talking yeah. cat? Yeah. Can okay. I turn him into a cat? You can if you want to. I, will I mean, that. I don't have that, but. I will absolutely allow that. <laughs> do you want to be a kitty cat? Do I meow ever? <laughs> yeah, let's let's disguise you as as my familiar, and uh, just in case, I don't want to try. Two people going up there asking questions just seems like a lot, especially for a non magic user. So I pull out my collapsible staff, and I say, "Wait, how long is this gonna last?" I'll That's turn. probably gonna depend on the role. I mean, usually I could control it, but it never lasts for more than like. Let's find out. A couple of months. <laughs> okay. Let's try it. All and right. I say, uh, <laughs> meow, 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 And that's that's my spell. All right. Roll me 2d6 plus spirit. <laughs> Seven. Okay. At least it's a at least it's a success. I was gonna say if it fails, we're gonna have like a. Like a prisoner only my of Azkaban. Head is a cat. Yes, <laughs> yes, like cat no, a, not prisoner of Azkaban. Chamber of Secrets. Some yeah. failed polyjuice potion going on here. Words that mean nothing to Evan, but somebody's loving it. So, if that's a mixed success, there's some kind of side effect. Um, you do get turned into a cat. I don't know what the side effect is going to be yet. Um, we can. I'm open to suggestions. I was thinking either he gets turned into a cat, but he still has human eyes. Oh, that's disconcerting. Or, <laughs> no. Or he originally he was supposed to be a talk like he could talk be like a talking cat, but now he doesn't have the ability to talk. 
So then you'll have to claw me a lot <laughs> to be like, don't do that. Or it's going to be difficult. But that sucks for a podcast. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say that was the first one that I thought of. Um, but yeah, that would make for like, all, that would make for yeah. an, an aud- about, auditory. No, I like this. How about, how about a cat sock? All right. You can't talk. I, all I can, yeah, I can do is Oh, meow. I thought you said a cat dog. <laughs> how about a cat sock? <laughs> um, right. Okay. So you, you are a cat. Um, you're not quite sure when it's going to wear off unless you actively do magic again to undo it. And you cannot talk. But, again, to make it not an awful auditory experience, feel free to jump in with narration about whatever you're doing or irritated cat noises. Yeah, I can make cat noises at you and I can narrate. Yeah. You can, like, jump up on a table and knock shit over. You can open drawers and pull out catnip at 3 a.m. Audience members, from here on, you can hear my inner monologue. Be prepared. So, Wait, but what does the cat look like? This is important. The cat is, it's a black cat. One eye is like green and one eye is blue. Mm. And he has like extra large fangs for some reason. Like they kind of stick out whenever he has his mouth closed. Oh, yeah. Bum, 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 Can you have booties, black cat with white booties? I'm a tuxedo cat? Yes. Bum, 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 <laughs> bum, 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 bum. I like tuxedo cat. Okay, tuxedo cat. That's the dressiest that Charlie's been in years. It's true. I can't afford a tuxedo. <laughs> but he is like, he's not like super poofy, but he's kind of poofy where it looks like he kind of has a mane. Yes. Fancy has been saying to me that I should get a tuxedo and I always tell her, for what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Charles is a cat now. Oh, looky there, Charlie. I think I'm going to call you Moxie. Yeah. You like that? I do like that, but I don't have a way of saying it, so... (laughs) You have to just meow. (laughs) Meow. This is, like, suddenly a noir film from the perspective of a cat. Like, with the inner monologue. (laughs) The gravelly-voiced inner monologue. All right. All Um, right, do you... uh, Okay, I guess we're going to go to the market. Uh, Do you want to go in the motorcycle? I wish she had a cat carrier, but I don't have anything else to say except... Meow? (laughs) I don't know if that's yes or no. Meow. Okay, I'm going to say yes. (laughs) Yeah. If you want, I can put you like in my coat. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. So you show up at the market, and I honestly cannot remember. We gave it some more scene setting on the other episode, but by the time people listen to this episode, they will have listened to that other episode. Mm-hmm. And I cannot remember how I described them entering the market. So I think it's, we'll just drop you right in the middle. So you're in the middle of this extremely cacophonous environment. There are people like shouting, you know, like, Hey, we got your nude eyes over here for 10 bucks. Nude eyes. Nude eyes. Oh, <laughs> they probably could, also have you naked need, eyes. You need to see it from the naked eye. Right. Yes, man. We've got a lot of puns going on. this episode. Uh, I'm punny. That's true. Um, yeah. So there's people shelling, uh, shelling. Well, there's also people shelling. There's people shouting. There's like probably somebody playing some magical version of three card Monty. Um, and you're in the middle of this with your, uh, classy cat. Uh, what do you do? Uh, Moxie, I think this is going to be a little bit dangerous for you on the ground. Do you want to climb up on my shoulder or my back? Yeah. Watch out for the claws, man! I have extra large claws, and I don't know why, but I'm clawing her with them. Ugh. Okay, just try to keep those away for a minute. That hurt. Meow, meow. All right. Okay, I'm keeping my eye out, looking at different stalls. I, you know, we're really looking for something that has to do with alchemy, so probably, you know, a lot of different materials, like metals and different 
elements. Not really looking for that stall over there that just has a bunch of different soaps of different... I don't even understand why they got soaps. Like, it's, it's not magical. It just smells good. Just because you make soaps doesn't mean you're magical. Okay, let's see. And I'm still walking through. I'm like, no, no, no. And then I see a stall and it actually just says alchemy supplies, like really <laughs> big on there. And I'm like, well, that was easy. I also think that's easy, but I have nothing to say as a cat. So I'm like, yeah. All right. Um, so I walk up and. Right. So, yeah, the seller is um, like a middle aged person, uh, dark hair. They're like fairly well dressed, not like tuxedo or anything, but like wearing, you know, a dress shirt. They're like on the dressier end of things for a magic user. Um, they probably have like some kind of like wizard's cloak going on. So overall, probably a little more like classy than you're used to seeing in the bar there's a bunch of stuff there's like beakers there's various like metal instruments scattered out among there there's basically stuff that looks like it belongs in a science lab but also like some random ores there's some fool's gold there's gemstones all kinds of stuff um and there's like a rack on the back that has like some clothing items too and the gentleman looks at you and says hello how can i help you today Hiya. Um, yeah, so my name's Sheila. I'm, I'm a magic user. I don't really, you know, I'm trying to learn more about alchemy and add that into my set of skills. So you point me in the direction of what, what would work for me and see if I can get some, you know, just some pointers from you. Yeah, so he nods and he does like a kind of ridiculous, like, you know how when you meet someone, this is like the milady dude at a renaissance fair. No. <laughs> He does like (laughs) sort of a ridiculous like he like bows and does like a flourish with his hand and is like, oh, I'm pleased to make your acquaintance. My name is Eli and I would be happy to assist you today. What is your current level of experience with alchemy? I would say pretty much a beginner. Um, Like (sighs) and I like shrug my shoulder just to like shake him a little bit. (sighs) I mean, you know, I I'm definitely a magic user. I do have a set of skills um but alchemy i would say i'm brand new to and you look like the kind of man that really knows his stuff and i would really love it if you could help me (laughs) shake my shoulder again and i fall off (laughs) how does how does uh moxie land on all fours right but like like there's a piece of peanut butter (laughs) starts my back you mean toast whatever (laughs) avocado toast um no, this is important because I want to make it off of your. Because I want to maybe look around. Yeah. Oh, we're okay. talking. So, like, that second meow is to piss you off again. Yeah. So I shake my shoulder. All right. So, are you going to wander around the alchemy booth while they're talking? Or. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so, let's do that first and then come back to this conversation. So, while this conversation is going on, Eli, uh, who is one of our patrons, thank you, Eli, is basically trying to sell you on, you know how every industry has those overpriced beginner kits? Like starter pack. Yeah. It's like, oh, you can pay $75 for this thing, even though you could buy like better versions of all of it for 80 bucks if, if you, you just bought it separately. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I, every milady dude I've come into contact with ever in my life is just like, anytime a girl talks to them, like, they roll over and die. So, I'm going for the flirting to see if I can get more information then. Yeah, yeah. It's special. When you're a milady guy and a woman is talking to you, it's like, gee, golly, this is an episode. Because alchemists months. are kind of like the nerds of the magic world. Like, they're all about science and elements. Yes. And you were wondering around, um, are you looking for anything in specific? Yes. What, what is it? I'm looking for something to do with trees and pulling life force 
from things. Also, because that sort of relates to the, the way that my like glove works, right? Like, so that's interesting to me, just wholesale. I have a Snoop skill. You can do an assess roll, um, which is about closely studying a person, place, or situation, or you can roll for figure someone out, which is um, more about, that would be more about examining the shopkeeper in specific. Uh, so if you want to examine the wares, that would be an assess. If you want to examine the shop in specific, that would be a figure someone out. The shop or the shopkeeper? The shopkeeper, I'm sorry. If you want to examine the shopkeeper. Because I don't like, if he's like the f- shopkeeper, like he's probably really low on the spectrum, but. Right, and I feel like you're examining the yeah. shopkeeper. I'm going to be examining him. And so I'm going to examine the wares. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to roll. Roll 2d6 plus mind. I've lost the ability to read. What, what's my mind? Oh, two, plus two. So I have mind plus two. I have seven, so that makes that nine. All right. With that, you get to ask one of the following questions, or we can do a variation on this, um, just depending on what works with the situation and what is most interesting to you. The questions are, what potential complication do I need to be wary of? What do I notice despite an effort to conceal it? How is blank vulnerable to me? How can I avoid trouble or hide here? What's my best way in, way out, way past? Where can I gain the most advantage? Who or what is my biggest threat in this situation? And who or what is in control here? I think the concealing one. Right. So that one? The All one? right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So what's concealed? What you notice, there's a back table that has like some very ornate looking chests on it, like probably two or three that are like one foot by one foot by one foot. Um, so relatively small and the outside is inlaid with like gold wiring and sort of runes and symbols around it. So there's that. If you sort of um, wander around, like let's say as you're wandering around, you jump up on the table, you notice those. Um, and all of those lock with like like a fancy combination lock that also has symbols on it. Um, I'm trying to think. There's some specific movie. I can see this in my head, but I don't know which movie it's da from. Vinci Code. Probably. Yeah. Oh, now I'm now I'm ashamed of myself. But yes, that's probably it. <laughs> uh, so it has like it's like a combination lock, and it has symbols on it um, that match sort of like the runes that are engraved. So there's those chests sort of hidden away in a dark corner. Like they're not. They they do seem to be made so that this so that like someone isn't someone who is just walking by on the thoroughfare is not going to see them. They're only going to see them if they like walk fully into this and are explicitly checking out like all the corners of this tent. So there's those. There's also on that um, rack of clothing that I mentioned. There's like a couple of uh, standard wizard cloaks similar to what this guy is wearing that are just sort of like plain black satin. Um, but at the very end of that as you're kind of if you're like walking by and looking at the hems of these there are a couple that are made of like nicer material and have ornate um occult looking symbols on them in gold they're black uh with these like gold symbols on them and those are the two things that you notice here despite them like kind of trying to hide them away in the corners whoa i said whoa i mean very important and very pretentious so let's see i think when I look back, <laughs> I was like, that's Hamilton, right? It's Drake. Oh, it is Drake. <laughs> very left him hanging. Very that's pretentious. Right. When I look back, I forgot that I had to give this attention. Whoa. Yeah. Hamilton, Drake, same difference. Same thing. This is an extremely musical episode. Uh, okay, so. I'd let you have the box, but I don't have thumbs. But that robe with the gold stuff, I'm going to get that. With my mouth, because I've got these fangs. I could grab that, jump into Vex's bag, hopefully, 
No one will notice. It's like high school all over again, shoplifting galore. Do I need to roll? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna yeah. need to roll. You're like gonna try to get the whole cloak. Word. Well, and depending on how he rolls, he might get a scrap of it. Um, I'm saying so you, he's trying to go for the whole. Yes, thing. I'm trying to glow for the yeah, glow for the whole cloak. Get a cloak, glow up. A glow cloak. Lately, I've been glowed up. <laughs> so, um, so you will, <laughs> you will take plus one forward on this because you are acting on one of the answers from assess. So that is something. And um, all right, mm-hmm. so roll two d six plus mind. You're going to act under pressure. It's six plus two, which is eight. Plus one, because you're acting on information from the assess. So, so it's actually a nine. You stumble, hesitate, or flinch, and then I will offer you a worse outcome, hard bargain, or ugly choice. So the thing that I am going to say is either you can... So the first option is that you don't get you don't get any of the robe. You do manage to bring it to Vex's attention because it comes off the hanger and lands in the dirt. Like, it's going to, like, land on the ground, and but it will also draw the shopkeeper's attention. The other option that you get here is that you get away with a scrap of the hem of the robe, but and the shopkeeper does not notice, but you don't get the entire robe. Okay. So if I choose not getting the robe at all, or even a scrap, but Vex notices, does she get a really good look at it? Yeah. Okay, so you want to go with the option where you pull it off the hanger, but both people notice? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, I think that's probably best. All right. Um, so you pull it off the hanger, and it makes this like loud metal-on-metal clattering noise because you know it's like a metal garment rack and metal hanger, um, and it lands on the ground. Uh, the shopkeeper turns around from the conversation that he was having with you, and is it like, oh, no, 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 this won't do, this won't do at all, and he picks it up and is like trying to brush it off. I just want to talk about how I felt as a cat on the lead-up to this. <laughs> okay? Okay. So I'm like skulking around, and I'm like half man, half cat, and I'm like, ooh, shiny boxes. Ooh, shiny roll. And I see like the shiny lettering, right? Like the gold lettering. And I and I go to jump and I'm like, wow, being a cat is amazing. I can jump so high. I can't believe it. And I grab it and I'm like, mm, these claws. And I fall back down to the ground and I just for a moment was so caught up in being a cat. And then what do you do? Do you run away or do you run back to Vex? I was embarrassed, so I run away. But not too far, bit. right? Yeah, no, yeah. just like, yeah. And then I, like, go around some, like, random person's ankles, and I'm like, mmm, these ankles are great. <laughs> you got a thing for ankles, man. I'm a cat. Well, even when you weren't a cat, remember whenever we were getting chased by those guys and you caught them by the ankles? <laughs> oh, That's yeah. true. That's true. Eek. <laughs> don't have to explain that later. And Charles is secretly a furry with an ankle fetish. <laughs> So I spent a few. I spent a few moments around, like curving on some people's ankles, and then I and then I quietly make it back to Vex's bag. All right. So the shopkeeper says. Uh, so he introduces himself. Charles jumps off your shoulder after the like second meow and is off wandering around, and you can kind of see him behind this guy's back. And uh, he, after you tell him what level of alchemy you're at, he's like, "Oh well, we have something that's just perfect for people at your stature. We have this this wonderful beginner kit." And he starts like trying to sell you on it. And I imagine you're just going to like. Oh, wow. It seems like you really know a lot about this stuff. You must be, like, really smart, huh? 
You know, I do like to think so. I do think that alchemy is the most distinguished of the of the magical arts because we're really blending science and magic and technology into this perfect mix that you just don't really see other people doing, especially, you know, the sorcerers are they're so caught up in like the old ways and and Wow. I you're just I mean, how did you even like learn all this stuff? I just think it's so sexy. <laughs> So you are going to roll for mislead, distract, or trick an NPC. And you're going to roll with mind. Ten. All right. He's like, oh, thank you. Uh, Yeah. uh, uh, He gets a little flustered. And then he's like, I feel really bad because Eli's a nice guy. And he's just this like total dork here. Oh, well, I love you, Eli. Um, (laughs) Eli isn't Eli. It's just a character name. Yes. So he he gets a little flustered. And he's like, oh, well, you know, I started at the... um, the guild that we have here in Serendipity City, it's its really one of the best. And they, you know, they take in new people every year. And I was lucky enough to start training with them a couple of years ago as an initiate. And I've just worked really, really hard and worked my way up through the ranks. And, you know, they're they are just the best. And I really, I really recommend them if you're, if you're interested in that sort of uh, structured learning environment. Wow. Where could I, like... Where would I even go to like join and like learn? So they do, um, they do new initiate applications on the. And he thinks for a minute. He's like, yeah. So they do new new in, initiate applications on the like quarter waxing of every, waxing moon of every month, which you know, um, I think that's tonight. But and then he like as he says that he like he th- he's like oh but I mean I shouldn't mm, you know they don't really just take people off the street so I probably shouldn't have told you that but you oh. do seem like a really bright young woman and I'm sure that they would be lucky to have someone like you and so and I put my hand like on his like bicep and I'm like I am just I would just be so grateful <laughs> if you could help me out here I just. <sighs> I just really want to learn. Yeah, so he turns a beet red and he's like, yeah, yeah, that's, um, yeah, so uh, here's the address. Um, and you can, you know, you can tell them that, that I sent you. Just, just tell them that, um, that I've been training you. Um, they might, you know, just say that you've had a couple of private sessions with me and, and that should, that should do it, I, I, I think. I definitely want to have a couple of those private sessions. Meow. (laughs) (laughs) That's not how I fart in real life. Really, it's all fart jokes. Yeah, right? I'm like mildly uncomfortable because Gloria is making sex eyes at me. I'm getting flustered. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, um, I think this is a good time for the... Yeah, so like that's when the thing happens, and he turns around. He's like, "Oh no, 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 no! This won't do. These are, oh, these are. This is some of my." Uh, and he's like, "Oh my god, oh my god, I'm so sorry, Moxie. What are you doing?" And I'm like yeah. running. Yeah, go back to my bag, and I'm like running over with him, like acting like I'm trying to help, but I'm also trying to like get a good look at some shit. Yeah. So, and you see the same thing that I described to um, Evan slash Charles earlier. It's like. It's a really ornate, it's like much higher standard than the um, cloak that he's wearing or the other ones on the rack. Oh my it's, god, this looks really fancy. I'm so sorry. What, is there anything I could do? I don't even, like, what is this? It's so beautiful. He, let's see. 
I'm trying to think if I should keep you, let you keep rolling on that. Um, he, yeah, so he, he, he turns back to you and he's like, oh, it's, it doesn't look like it was damaged too bad. These are the, um, the custom, the custom robes that, that we have made by one of the, the higher end, um, tailors in town. Uh, and, and, uh, yeah, it's, I think it's, I think it's fine. These are, these are only for, these are only for initiates of a higher order. Um, so you don't need to worry about that yet. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I mean, if you want, I can take it to the tailor for you and I'll even pay for it. My cat did this. Um, I just, I just don't want you to be mad at me. (laughs) Okay. I am going to make you roll another roll for that. Um, so that will still be a mislead distractor trick. I love how this is so opposite of Vex. Yes. Eight. Eight. Okay. So you get two of the following options. You create an opportunity, you expose a weakness or flaw, you confuse them for some time, or you avoid further entanglement. I think confuse them? Like, maybe I'll be like, no, look, there's holes here or something, and like, what do you think? Well, okay, so you got a pretty good look at it, right? Don't, I don't think we necessarily need the robe. I know, but here's my thought, is if I can get him to, like, really think there is damage, and I'm like, he'll give me, like, the address of the tailor, maybe, to, like go get it fixed for him or we could follow him and if we can get the robe then fancy can do her schmancy fancy can do her schmancy that's for sure but what else do you think i should what else would i do well i mean i think that shit okay so i know where they're going to be doing the initiation thing but an initiate wouldn't be wearing that that robe right but you might need the robe so let's go for it yeah okay okay all right, so you're going to, so let's say, like, you confuse them for some time and avoid further entanglement. Does that sound like the good two out of those options? Yeah. Okay. No, 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 look, look, there are definitely claw marks on here, and I just, I mean, if I take it, when I bring it back, maybe we could, like, hang out or something? I just, I, I just want to fix this for you and then bring it back to you. <laughs> Uh, he, yeah, so he gets, um, he gets, like, bright right again and, like, kind of starts to stammer. And he goes, well, it's very, this is very unorthodox for me, but you do seem very trustworthy. Um, so, yeah, um, let me just, like, write down, um, and he writes down, like, his address. Um, he writes down his address and is like, you can find me here if I'm not at the shop. Um, just please try and get this back to me in the next like couple of days. Maybe over drinks, we can discuss how your uh, new initiate application went. Yes, that would be lovely. If you do need to get a hold of me, um, between then, you can just cut a sapling in half and dip it in the blood of some virgins and then draw a pentagram and say my name three times. Sheila? Sheila. Oh, you remembered. I'm so flattered. Okay, well, I really I really want to go and, and get this taken care of. Thank you so much, Eli. You're you're welcome. You're you're welcome, Sheila. He he got he was a little flustered by the whole blood of virgins thing, but he's holding it together. <laughs> Meanwhile, Cat Charlie's like, geez. Magical dudes are so chumpy. <laughs> you know, like regular dudes would just send you a bill. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then I'm walking out and I'm like, let's go, Moxie. And you jump up on my shoulder, I guess. Yeah. So I got to get him out of his cat form unless what might be funny is if he like changes into a human in my like while he's like in my bag and breaks my bag open. In, like, my sidecar or something. Then you'd be naked. 
true. Okay, here's my thing is if he doesn't mad if he doesn't like if you if I have to try to magic you into a not being a cat anymore, I could really fuck that up. Yeah. Here's my question is are you going to do anything between now and going to the initiate thing tonight? Like is there anything that you want to do? Well, I mean, I would like to talk to him and like kind of be like, okay, so I got this, so we could, I could go the initiate thing, or I could not go the initiate thing at all. Wait, him being you. meow? I want to talk to him right meow. Either you can turn into a human form on the way back and pop out of Vex's backpack naked in the middle of the street, or you can turn into human form at some unexpected point at the bar and be naked in there. Your choice. Street. <laughs> okay. My fucking bar. <laughs> Are you kidding me? All right. So in the middle of <laughs> in the middle of the um, trip back from the marketplace, you suddenly feel this weird kicking on your back, and your backpack just explodes with the human form of Charles, who does some kind of a <laughs> and makes a noise just like that. <laughs> there might be some cat air, some cat hair flying through the air um, as he like does a barrel roll is that the word that i want down the sidewalk flying off the back of your motorcycle yikes <laughs> and i like screech to a stop and i'm like mom when i'm like god damn it of course why the fuck god damn it all my shit is everywhere god damn it. hey oh, hey hey you're mad i just like scratched my nuts on the street <laughs> yeah and you also touched my back with your dick yeah but that wasn't fun it was just weird i know it wasn't fun okay cool so here's the thing usually uh, i'm super allergic to cats and i'm a cat so, can we just, like, get me something, like, I just... I take my, like, coat off and I give it to him. Thanks for that. <laughs> this doesn't usually happen to me. I know, I did it to you. Oh, are you talking about your penis? I don't know what you're talking about, Meow. I've never I've never seen your penis, it's fine. Okay, great. I've seen his penis. <laughs> Everybody's maintaining, like, intense eye contact the whole time. Yeah. Uh, Have you guys seen the art of, like, our characters, by the way? Yes. Dope. <laughs> Dope. 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 Love it. Um, so anyways, like, we're just picking everything up and, like, putting it in his pockets, and I'm holding the, the, the cloak, and I'm like, well, fuck, what are we going to do with this? I'm like, uh, hmm, I don't want to wear it. I guess we'll just throw it in my sidecar in the floor, um, get it out of sight. Should we talk about? Should we talk about this now? I really think we need to make some decisions because that initiate thing is coming up pretty soon. Should I go? <sighs> yeah, you should definitely go. What we should do is like, let's get back to the crib, the bar, and uh, get you set up. Uh, what do you need? Also, drop me off. That's where I live. Yeah, um, I guess I need another bag since somebody broke it. I have a bag at my shop. I have bags at my shop. Yeah, no, I don't know what I would need. Um, probably look in the lost and found and see if I could find any, like, alchemist-looking shit, like medallions or something to make it look like I know what I'm talking about. Do so you need makeup or something? I mean, is Fancy going to be at the bar? Like, it's... it's- no, I shouldn't... I'm just a person going... It's like me trying to enroll in school. Like, I think I'll be... Yeah, Dolores might be able to hook you up. There's there's probably some crossover t- between, like, bartending equipment and... yeah. Um, but besides, do you, you, you just going to go home? I mean, I don't know what else to do with you. Cause do you, yeah, I'm happy I, to go home. Let's get back to the bar. I want to look at an Atlas and figure out where this place is. See if maybe there's a place that you can be on standby in case shit go down. Yeah, no, it's, I think it's important for me to be around, I guess. 
Also, you have a gun now, right? Hold on, though. But not as a cat. <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, not you as a cat. Like, maybe if it's, like, in the middle of a field, you could be in the tree line or, like, oh, keeping an eye out in case yeah. shit goes down. Okay, word. Have my back. I got your back. Always vex. Girl. All right. All right. Well, we're just standing in the middle of the street talking to each other awkwardly <laughs> now. Let's get let's get back to the bar. This entire conversation with Charles wearing a trench coat, no pants. <laughs> yeah, doing the ding down game. <laughs> I'm like having a really intense conversation with what looks like a flasher in the middle of the street. <laughs> I wish it was like a like a like a sound that a flasher does, like whoa. Like, what does he do when he shows? Like, hey, oh, look at these goods. Like, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so we go back to the bar, and um, I'm like, hey, Dolores, how's it going? Oh, it's good. Same as it was before you left. How did your, uh, how, did, how did your expedition go? And she's looking back and forth from you to Charles. Uh, well, Charles is naked right now, so... Uh, inside your coat, huh? Don't look at me. I'm hideous. I didn't, I didn't want anyone to have to see his junk all the way here. I did that for you, Dolores. Thanks. Thanks, doll. All right. So, Charlie, you go. I guess you go get some clothes. I want my coat back. And then I'm like sitting and talking to Wait, me. Wait, are you sure you don't want me to take it to the tailor? Should I take it to the tailor? Because I just want to take it to the tailor and like maybe like hang out with you later. <laughs> <laughs> give me like a 2D6 plus mind for how much detail she can give you. Like... She's going to be able to give you directions to the place regardless. And all right. Yeah. I am on a roll. Yeah. You're rolling really good tonight. Um, Vex rolled a 10, which is an unmitigated success. So yeah. So Dolores is like, oh yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I've been to this neighborhood before. So this building is a, uh, it's a uh, three story building. I think maybe some underground levels too. It's on this block. Um, there's a bunch of mixed use buildings on it, uh, but it's kind of fallen out of favor for residents. Um, so there's like some that were originally townhouses. Um, it's like there's, you know, there's, there's buildings on either side and buildings across the street. Um, is there anything in specific you need to know about this location or? I don't know. I just, is there like, have you been inside of it? I don't think so. I feel like there's a building on this street that used to be kind of a party house, and I've been in that one, but I haven't been in this specific building. Uh, okay, so yeah, so she gives you, like, she she hasn't been inside the specific building. Um, it's been owned by, like, she, she kind of thinks about it for a second. She's like, yeah, it's been owned by, like, I don't know, some group. Um, it's been owned by some group for the last couple of years, so for the last several years, um, basically as long as I've known of this neighborhood or been there. But there used to be a party house on that block, so I was there pretty regular, you know, a couple years ago. Um, this this place, though, I've never been inside, but I don't. I think they've got some security. Uh, there's like a front entrance, also a back entrance, and then I think there's a fire escape that goes up to the second and third stories uh, on the uh, east side of the building. But that's all I can tell you. All right. Well, I mean, that's more than I knew before. Um, is there like any, you know, can you think of any like place where you can have a real clear look of what's going on inside of the building from outside of the building? I mean, it sounds like fire escape is probably. Yeah. If you were going to try and go for it, she stops and she looks at you for a second. She's putting the pieces together and she goes, don't ask. 
She goes, yeah, the fire escape would probably be a good bet. Um, I think that uh, depending on how good of a shot this hypothetical person was who needed to be seeing what was going on inside, um, there's an empty building. I think there's an empty building on at least one side of it that has like some floor to ceiling windows. So you might be able to set up camp in um, the building on either side, one of the buildings on either side of it, whichever one is empty, or you could camp out on the fire escape if you were, if some hypothetical person was stealthy enough to pull that off. You're such a big help to me, Dolores. I Um, do what I can. Do you have any uh, alchemist-like items in the lost and found that I could find? (laughs) Um, Let's let's have you roll for that, too. Um, Let's just roll like a straight up 2d6. Eight. Eight. Okay. Um, she goes, yeah, sure. Let me check. Uh, and she rustles around in the lost and found and finds like two sort of dingy looking alchemisty items. Like, um, I don't know. What do alchemists have? Like a beaker, some kind of a beaker and like a really fancy looking pocket watch that has like all of the current astrological events on it and hands them to you. You know how many, uh, guns do you? Something maybe more long range. Do you, let's see. Hmm. I really want her to, to roll to persuade. I really her. want her to press a button and like a whole like arsenal like flips down. Well, she definitely has some guns situated around the speakeasy. Uh, you're going to need to persuade her to give any of them up. Uh, with plus what? Heart. Well, fuck. I got a seven. A seven. So she kind of like looks at you. She kind of, she's like, well... I, most of the stuff I have around here isn't exactly long range. Um, but I think I might have something like that. And she like goes into a back room. She disappears. You hear like metal clanking as she's like rustling around and she comes out and it's like, yeah, so she's got, um, you know what? We'll figure this out in combat there. I'll just like modify the rolls or something. Um, but yeah, she's got, she has like a sniper rifle, but it's extremely beat up and she goes, it, it works. Um, I think this should do it. All right, I know I've been asking you for a lot, but can I ask for one more thing? Uh, depends on what it is. An egg. Yes? Thanks, doll. <laughs> and she gets out an egg. Um, uh, so Charlie's like over in a corner table, the one that we're always in. I come over with a gun and an egg, and I'm like, I got you these. The gun, you know what it does. The egg, give me a second. And um, She would have an egg, though, right? Because whiskey yeah. sours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I want to enchant the egg with a ready-made spell so that whenever you throw it and it, like, opens up, fog comes out. It's like an elementalism. Oh, nice. I love it. Very smart. Do I need to go home to my... I, I think I have an alchemy table, not an enchanting table. Um, yeah, I think so. That, you know, I like that scene. Um, let's well, let's do that just for the scene. Uh, you've got to... You're going to have to roll something for that, right? Like, Yeah, I have an element... You want to just... I, can, I mean, I can roll... Well, I, my elementalism spell is just a hold thing. Okay. Um, but if you want me to just do a straight up and down to see if it works. Yeah, that sounds good. I don't, because I, I live like around the corner, so I could just run and go do it, or I can, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't know if I have an, I don't remember if I said that I had a enchanting table at my abode. You have something, you have, um, there's a roll top desk. You have yeah. like a roll top desk that has all of your magical supplies on it, which I feel like is good enough for the purposes of this. Um, okay. All right, Charlie, I'll, I'll be, I'll be right back. Literally just give me like five minutes. Yeah, no, I'll be uh, right here. Okay. And I like hoof it home, which, you know, 
I'm not a very fast person, but I run upstairs and I like very quickly. I'm like, and this was spirit. Yeah. Well, did we, or just straight up and down? How does, um, I mean, I guess I could roll hold. I can channel. I think that the channeling probably makes sense because you're getting ready to go into like a potentially uh, well, sanctum. Scene. I'm in my sanctum sanctorum, right? Yes. It says when you go to your sanctum for a spell ingredient, relic, or t- tome, roll spirit, which I'm not really looking for those things, but like that might do. Or I can do the channeling and that just gives me hold. Then it just means that I do the thing. I don't, it's not whether, like, because the spells. If I have the hold, I can do it. It's yeah. not really a success or unsuccessful. Um, if it's all right with you, let's go ahead and roll for channeling, and okay. then you'll have extra hold that you can use in the scene. Twelve. Okay. Um, how much hold do you get for that? Three. Nice. Um, yeah, so this goes off. You spend one hold, so you have two hold left. Um, I have basically like enchanted this egg to... Basically, it's like a, a smoke grenade... Um, so when he throws it, it's enchanted with a elementalism spell that will create a thick fog like we've done before for conceal. I run back to the bar and I'm like, okay, do not break this egg. Let me get this straight. You're going to hand me an egg. We're going to go on an adventure (laughs) together. And I'm going in like, what? The woods? Or something? No. I, well, I think at this point, I probably... I'll just tell him. This is a house. Um, oh, oh. We're going to a house. I'm going to go to this initiation thing, but I don't know how well I'm going to do at hanging out with these nerds. And um, in case anything goes down, you got a beat-up sniper rifle and this egg, which I've enchanted with my fog spell. So if anything goes wrong, you fucking toss that egg in the middle of those nerds. You egg those nerds. Got it. Okay, egg the nerds. Okay, I have a beat-up sniper rifle. Also, I'm, like, a very, like, specialized mechanic who, like, knows machines in general. Can I maybe fix a sniper rifle? I mean, we don't have a ton of time, I think, because we have already, like, it's in the nighttime, right? Can yeah, I by this it? Point, You know what? Give me a dice roll. Uh, roll 2d6 plus bind. Nine total. You spend some time on it. It's not, like, perfect, but it's looking better. Like, before the scope was kind of crooked, you fix the scope, um, you clean it. It's in better working order than it was 20 minutes ago. And you manage to do it in, like, the 20 minutes that it that you have before you leave. Excellent. Beautiful. I work best under pressure. Thanks for listening to Serendipity City. All of our players and cast information is in the show notes, along with the link to our community, Discord, and other social media. Want to get an NPC named after you like Eli did? In addition to becoming a patron, you can also now be entered into the NPC name lottery by tagging us on Twitter with a tweet about the show or writing a review on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts and tweeting a screen cap at us. Don't forget to check out the Patreon to get sneak peeks, behind-the-scenes content, and other bonus stuff. We're pretty close to our first goal, and once we meet that, we'll do a bonus episode of Serendipity City with me as a player playing Fiasco, which is a really fun game that's very well suited to the tone of our podcast and the weird little world we've created. If you want to see that happen, make sure to take a look at the link in the description and also on our site at serendipitypod.com. Many thanks to patrons like Eli McElveen for making it possible for me to spend more time on this. And while I've got you here, definitely check out his podcast, The End of Time and Other Bothers. If you like Serendipity City, you'd love it. It's a very well done Dungeon World podcast with talented comedy improvisers. 
We're playing a combination of The Sprawl by Hamish Cameron and Urban Shadows by Andrew Medeiros and Mark Diaz Truman, with a few things added in here and there from Dungeon World by Sage Latora and Adam Coble to fill in any gaps. All of these are hacks of Apocalypse World. Sound effects and music were a combination of public domain and free to use, with a track list in the episode description and battle bards. Our next episode will go up June 26th. If you're enjoying the show, please consider rating and reviewing or telling a friend about us. That's the only way we can find new listeners. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.